Hi guys, it's Claudia and Nico, and you're listening to our another great mistake. Let's go. Hello. Good evening. All right, all right, all right. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, all righty. Um, I feel like I'm busy. Like work-wise like, or what? Yeah, like in general, like my life is like busy at the moment. And I'm not saying it's a wrong thing, like it's a bad thing. I just feel like my life is full to the top. <laughs> I've, got no, I've got no space There's for no squeezing, squeezing in anything as a additional yeah, activity. Yeah, I think that's the... That's the, that's the and being grown up. <laughs> as well, but I think that's the time before Christmas when everyone just pushing, pushing, pushing and after it's gonna be like, <gasps> and breathe. But I mean, no, it's, it's as well the fact that, you know, I've, I've introduced some sort of like routines back into my life, like going to the gym five times a week, uh, you know. Five times a week? I'm five times a week at least. Uh, swimming pool, nearly seven. Sometimes there are some days Jesus. when I don't go to the swimming pool. I said Jesus, but I'm doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, like I set myself a goal of reading or listening to something for about 45 to an hour a day. So all of those things are really filling in the calendar. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, I try to, I try, I'm trying to see someone once a week. That's as well one of the things which I've got like on my calendar. Like I'm Maybe seeing that's a friend the thing I'm feeling shit. A once a week someone. Because I didn't see anyone for ages now. Like as a, as a as social a, interaction. Yeah, yeah. And your pal in Edinburgh is gone. It was gone. Yeah, I mean like... Camille was away for port yeah, to Portugal. Yeah, I, I was so thinking about that last week and I didn't click. And that clicked now. That That's the thing, which one thing which... You just stopped scratching. Oh, my leg is itchy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I didn't have any any socializing. And that's why we are. Because, yeah, last two weeks I feel like on edge and shitty. This week is absolutely, I'm tired and I have to do presentation for my counseling skills about the topic, which uh, it's very difficult and I don't understand my thing. Like, well, to be honest, I didn't read it through, so that's why I don't understand it, you know. So that's another reason I feel tired because I have so little patience with my studies and everything I'm so busy that I'm looking forward to ending my studies for next year like I'm finishing in March I think but anyway now I'm gonna have a break from uh, from studying because we're gonna finish one module and go to another so yeah so I'm just like I'm really looking forward to some time off because I feel like a headless chicken yeah I, I don't know like so so for me for me it's just like everything is like I'm, I'm, I'm similar I've got a lot of things on my plate uh, a little bit less than you because obviously I don't go and visit the kids. Yeah, because uh, you know, like I'm one Monday, so. three times a week, and have them no, twice, I'm visiting them twice a week and I'm having them for weekend. But so, yeah, Monday, you know, 6.40, I wake up, work till quarter past five, and evening for myself <laughs> sometimes. Tuesday, the same, plus kids till seven, eight o'clock. Wednesday the same plus kids seven eight o'clock. Thursday the same plus college till nine or eight thirty. Friday depends. Depends. I've got sec every second Friday off, so I go Tai Chi and stuff. But still, it's like yeah. And uh, Saturday Sunday kids. I need a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
yeah so for me it's 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 that like i'm looking forward to the christmas and i would like to ask to to chill out a little bit yeah. and uh, i mean like you know <coughs> i I, we initially we thought of going somewhere away and then the plans change and then we'll they change we'll again see, we'll see, we'll so see. we'll see what's gonna happen next but i definitely don't want to spend this time on the sofa in the house no no uh, no yeah, so yeah, absolutely just we to can, do, we can, just we to can do something even, you know we were road trip or whatever yeah you told me that recently i became a legend in uh, our gym slash sauna can you tell our listeners why of so basically, a couple of months ago, because I think it's going to be going at, at the months. Yeah, three months, um, two months, two months, yeah. I've said to the guys, uh, we've been having a conversation about how do we call various men's behaviors, like teacupping. <laughs> like what? Like teacupping. What is that? <laughs> but I'm not going to be saying that because it's going to be inappropriate content. Well, uh, but I don't know what is that. But I'm going to say it on the podcast because yeah, it's going to be so inappropriate content. Google it. Guys. Anyways, yeah, you Google it. Yeah. So, yeah, basically the guys were having, they were asking me if I know what is what in the nomenclature. And I asked them, so, guys, is there a name <laughs> for... Setting a farty s- trap. Fart, setting a fart trap in a bin. Nah. In and the they house. were like, what? Yeah. It was like... You basically so story was like that. So uh, let me finish. So basically, I said to them like, "You're farting into the bin." No, that's what you I explained. No, no, no. So the story was one day, <laughs> I wanted to fart, and I was in the kitchen, and we had this. You know, we've got kitchen bins with the flap. You know, you press the bu- the, the leg, the, the the button, and it goes up. So I thought, hmm, I'm gonna try something. So I basically turned around, opened the flap, farted, and closed the flap, and I said. Hmm, I wonder if that's going to work. And kindly, I forgot about that. And 20 minutes later, Claudia went to the kitchen. She was cooking something or doing something. And she opened the bin to put the rubbish in. And she got attacked by a smelly fart. And she was like, oh my God, what is that smell? And I, was, I recognized I, the smell. And that's I recognized the smell and I was like... Nico, and I was did in the living room. You farted in a bin. And I was like, yes, I did. I set a trap. You know, so. so basically, the guys at the gym decided that there is no name for it. It was never tried before. At least it wasn't described by someone and, you know, uh, talked about. But that was a couple of months ago. That topic died. And recently, I've been sitting at sta- sauna. I came to the sauna, and there was a group of usual guys. And one of them who was in the sound of the previous time we had a conversation, said, that's the girl. She got the, she got the fart trapped I was telling you guys about. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another guy said like, yeah, I tried it on my missus. And she was looking around for a fart like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, Nico became a legend uh, in our <laughs> local sauna. Uh, I mean, like we are known over there. Well, we go there always seven you know, days a week. We always you know I mean? have a nice conversation with people. People do recognize each other, and you know, we know each other. Some of them by names. Uh, but now Nico is no longer the Nico. Uh, he's I'm a legend. legend. And you know, people want to have fame, people want to have money. I'm absolutely satisfied 
with being called a fart legend, you know, for for making a trap out of fart in the bin, you know, that's an invention. It's, it's mine. No one's going to take that away from me. It's actually quite funny uh, when you're saying about like people being known for certain stuff. <laughs> uh, there is a guy who comes into sauna who knows how to do dolphin sound. Okay. Yeah, but he's doing it in like, such like a brilliant amazing. way that he literally sounds like that. And he was sitting on the bench and doing that sound, and people were like, "What the hell?" And that was him. And then he said, "Like I can always, I can as well bark." <laughs> and he started to do like the yappy dog bark, and it literally sounds like dog of our neighbor. Who's got dog in the in the, in the sauna? You know. <laughs> so when you start to have those open conversations with people and like listen about uh, you know their everyday life, and you actually find yeah. out so much, so many interesting things. Like uh, recently, I've been sitting with the tall hockey guy, the know. one who was as well yesterday at the gym. At the swimming pool. No, no. Anyway. Anyways, um, we had a conversation. He was saying that hockey or rugby. He's a hockey guy. I didn't know we've got hockey people coming. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he basically said that we were having a conversation about other people in a sauna, mm -hmm. and he said like there is a guy over here who definitely has ADHD, but he might not be aware of it that he's got the ADHD. And we went deep in the conversation about like neurodiversity and how mm -hmm. people are different. And he said like, yeah, I do think that each of us got a little bit of a ADHD or a little bit of a neurodiverse yeah, some traits. quirks and mm -hmm. traits. It's just a matter how strong they are and you know how dominant they are in your life. Some of us are you know managing them because they are tiny. Some of them are learning how to live with them and they are not interrupting like your everyday life. But there are some people which you know, like it's me, just visible, struggling you know? and, and, and have to he, fight he, he said that he's got a really close friend who's got ADHD and they, she's a, it's a woman and they signed up for like a, one of those like fitness challenges together mm -hmm. and it was a big event and it was like paid so you know there was a pressure on both of them to actually perform in that challenge because mm -hmm. they paid a quite big fee, entry fee and he he was he said like I was really trying to explain to her tactics how we can do stuff mm -hmm. and because we were in the middle of the actual challenge going on and I was saying to her mm -hmm. and she basically couldn't process anything yeah, she, she was, was saying she was focusing she was, on one yeah. thing yeah and mm -hmm. she she couldn't process anything else he was saying at the top of that oh, yeah, there was the, that. there was as well the physical pressure because mm -hmm. they were like in the middle of that fitness yeah, yeah, challenge yeah. he was already tired because it was after a few of the stages mm -hmm. there was a time pressure on them and he said like I am except of doing what I am I, I'm doing f f like sport wise I'm as well a coach mm -hmm. like I teach in a school yeah, and yeah. I am used to, to having conversation with children but I am used to, to having those conversation in a school setting with children not in the middle yeah. of the field, in the middle of the fitness challenge. He's like, and I, we've been both losing it. He's like, she was losing it because she couldn't understand a single thing I was saying to her. And she was keep on saying like, could you repeat it? Could you rephrase it? Could you explain it again? And I was keep on doing it. And eventually I was like, I, I can't, like I, I physically, I, I cannot do it anymore. Like I cannot keep on repeating myself. And they, they literally hit the wall of each other understanding. Mm -hmm. So this is the moment where like 
as much as you might control some of the things, some of the, you know, your quirks or your traits or whatever comes with a neurodiverse brain, with differences in our brains, there are certain situations yeah, where it comes but out. Exactly, exactly. For example, tiredness. Absolutely, but if you think about regular life, like job-wise and, and, and things you need to do at job sometimes, it's just sometimes, it's not that we don't want to do stuff, we just cannot do stuff because we are now have no more capacity for stuff. Or like I've got this issue with my assignment, I just, my brain is so puzzled about it you know and it's like I'm so tired of, of just reading and trying to understand it because the language is so obviously difficult because that's mm -hmm. you know theory of, of psychology and stuff like that and on top of that that second language my my not you know my mother tongue and I'm just finding you know very difficult to understand and put that into pieces in my head you know so so yeah, today actually I wrote something in my diary, you know, which was very, uh, very beneficial, you know, because, you know, I wanted to be a, a therapist in the future and I wanted to study and hold on. So yeah, so I wrote like that, it's too difficult for me to understand that stuff in, in, in this language, so I've, well, you know, what can, what can I do? I can try to study psychology, like online in Poland, I can not study psychology I can try to learn take some time off and learn English better like the, the academic, academic language. Mm -hmm. uh, and later decide if I want to do it you know or not so that you know that was like breakthrough for me because obviously I was getting stressed about uh, about it and I had that's why I do my journaling. I went to gym in the morning. I sat down and I wrote, well, uh, you know, two pages almost on that topic. And you know, and I left it there. I don't have to make this decision now. But I realized realized what uh, what kind of difficulties I've got. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's good because before I would probably get pissed off or I'll shout on someone at college or. So that oh, fuck it, fuck you all, and leave left, mm. you know. So yeah, so that's that's all. That's on the you options, would, you know. In a, in a simple words, you would you would get so overwhelmed that you yes. would give up. Yeah, give up or may burn my bridges or something mm. like that, you know. And uh, thanks to being able to go to gym every morning and having a space to think about it, I wrote that. And as well, you know, putting that on paper makes me less anxious because I'm. I don't have to think about it. It's there on the paper. Paper takes everything, mm. as we say in Poland. And yeah, I can go back to this decision, but it's there. I have options, uh, and just having options are enough. Makes it easier. Mm -hmm. Even if mm -hmm. I'm going to decide not to study, and I can obviously I want to it's learn. It's going to be the decision is going to be information based. It's yes. not going to be done under emotional the emotional emotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be information based, fact based. And so. as well, you know, that's and I think if we talk about mental health, that's the thing which we should be teaching people. Yeah, I know. Like I've I had today this this moment of like realizing how important is reflection. And we don't talk enough about the fact that we need to reflect on things which are challenging us, things which are not easy for us or are uncomfortable. I think it comes with the world today because everyone is bang, bang, a hustle culture. No, 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 you need to know, you need to do. It's like almost, almost like having 
giving yourself a time, it seemed like almost having the awkward silence in conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you have to make some kind of decision. I mean, like, you have I, to, I like think if you think about about making decisions and 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 like deciding about stuff, and it's like almost like yeah, almost almost like with having a conversation. You know, people have to talk, and or people, you know, there is always this this unwanted silence. And through through my studies as a you know as a practice, I will be practicing you know the the listening and and talking as a as a you know. Uh, prospect counselors, I realized that having a silence doesn't mean you have to have awkward silence. Yeah, therapy taught me that. Yeah. Like I, I think like at the very Taking beginning, time. at the very beginning uh, of a therapy, I've been trying to fill in the silent gaps with something. So like, for example, there was a question from my therapist and like, I at this at the moment I couldn't really give an answer or I yeah. couldn't call it or name it and after like you know 20 30 seconds of silence which if you say 20 seconds it oh, sounds yes. really five. short yeah but five but when 20 seconds of silence during therapy between two people yeah that's like five seconds is a long time that's yeah. a lot and after that 20 seconds that silence was getting so awkward and uncomfortable that I was trying to like you know find anything to say which was usually not getting anywhere and we were circling back to what it was before and very often i was just wasting my time in a therapy <laughs> it's not wasting time well, just, but you know like yeah, as well like what i do okay i i didn't waste it yeah, because today i learned it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i know that silence and this time for pr silence and the time for processing mm -hmm. is very important especially when we talk about um you know and, and well, digging like, out the dirt out of your life we we need to accept and normalize stuff like can i go back to you with that yeah do you know what i mean because yeah like it's amazing you know i mean for, i've been on therapy for six years i had two years break in the same therapist but you know like i i think i'm in the place that my mental health obviously i'm struggling i'm fucked up do you know what i mean no i'm fucked up as hell do you know what i mean but my, my you're not fucked yeah, up. yeah you know i went through shit do you know what i mean like as you know i shouldn't i shouldn't be as happy as i am and i shouldn't be in this place uh, I was lucky. I'm, I was just lucky, you know. Uh, sexual abuse, high, high, you know, childhood trauma. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and what I was talking about, about therapy. Yeah. So being self-aware and that's a gift, you know. And I'm such a such a. It makes me so sad that you need to go for so much shit to get to this point, because you need to literally poke your shit with the stick first. You know, before and you have to. Oh, so you mean like you have to do a lot of hard work? Yeah, which before is very, you're gonna be comfortable. Be, before yeah. you're gonna get to the point when you're gonna actually start developing, growing, and stuff. And that's the thing is yeah. because the f the first the process at the beginning is so a uh, painful, so. I think this erratic is erratic, and so yeah. because you're not. I think this is the reason why people are not finishing yeah, yeah, therapy. I mean. They are going exactly. for a they, couple of sessions, and, and all, fuck it, you know, uh, I mean? you know, like their old coping mechanism are take mechanism are taking over, and that's why they are like, you know, this therapy is not helping me. I'm not doing it. They, they, I don't need such a help. And thing, all of we, those. We want effects now. Yeah, and I think like when we had that, when you mentioned the, uh, you know, the fashion yeah, of, and of the trend fast. of fast i think the that was as well the mistake of many self-help self-development books 
at the very beginning of formation of that trend formation of that you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, direction of self development and self improvement that a People lot think of you're going to read the book and you're going to be also yeah and all of uh, a lot of those books were giving you the tools as a do this and this is who you're going to be but there was a very important part of the process missing is the practice of it and that's why like i think i've understood that in the yoga practice is that all of those yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. all of those like mistakes which you do along the way you have to keep on repeating keep on repeating keep on repeating keep on repeating until you're gonna get to the point where yes you're doing that certain thing and then you have to make yeah, yourself yeah, absolutely, ready absolutely. that you're gonna fail again Look, and so you're gonna have to so keep on social repeating. Social media shows us ready stuff, like you are rich, you're beautiful, you fit. You know, no one's recording everyday stuff being, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like, you know, let's say it, you know, ugly and fat and every day the same video, how they're doing it for three years to become healthy and, and mm -hmm. fit. No, they're showing maybe picture in the beginning at the end. You know, obviously they're going to write sometimes two years or three years of hard work, but it's like people almost like you have to pe take people's hands and say, let's go together and let's do it together, you know, but absolutely we, did, we live in this fast food fashion, you know, and and everything is you expecting. And, you know, we, we're not taught to be patient. We don't know how to be patient. And we doing stuff so, so fast. You know. what, what do you think? Look, I'm going to gym over a year almost every day now. Mm-hmm. And I, st I still, you know, obviously, I look better. I feel better. Oh, you do. I lost, <laughs> I lost fat. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my kilograms did not change. That's which is like for me baffling. Do you know what I mean? Um, I went from size L, which was like almost XL, you know, closer to XL to M, to size M. Medium. Medium, yeah, from large to medium. And my weight didn't change at all. That's still baffling. I don't know what's going on. Maybe our, our weight, you know, our scale is broken. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you know, like, and I, I could, a, I could, I could say to myself, what the hell is going on? But I think it's a setting up yourself a measure, and that is, uh, there is a lot of things. But from the thing is, I said to my psychologist, I don't have a goal in and terms that helps of you. yes, I don't have a goal in terms. I need to lose weight to this moment. I just want to be healthy, live longer. Longevity is my goal. And if all the on the way, on my journey, I'm going to become slimmer or more muscular or more ripped, that's fine. But this is not my goal. I want to be healthy and I want to be mentally healthy. And that's why I do that. And that was a game changer because I don't but look in myself in the mirror thinking, hmm, but damn that's it. Just, but Darren, that just comes from the fact that your goal for going to the gym is completely it's it's coming from a completely different side your reason why you are going to the gym why you started going to the gym wasn't to be healthier it wasn't to lose weight slowly or to look better for you it was this is like i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna try it for 21 days to do it and after 21 days you are like holy shit my mental health is so mm -hmm. much better i'm feeling better yeah, but after so you're your measure was in a different place and I was keeping, keep but saying 90, 99% of people are going to tell you when you're starting to go for a gym and your goal for example is to 
lose weight because a lot of people this is the reason why yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a matter of i want to lose weight you have to lose weight mm -hmm. it this is like what's going to save your life you've got this goal of losing weight or you know losing the amount of fat like that's why for example for myself my goal is to lose weight but i'm not judging the loss of a weight by the kilograms i'm stepping on this super cool fancy machine yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah. looking at the ratio of ratio fat, to, fat muscle. to muscle absolutely that's my goal because i know my muscle is going to be heavier than my fat and i'm never going to achieve the goal of my weight the one i have in my head or it's going to take me three four to five years you know i, I don't know if it's going to happen or not yeah, but because about people changing. do need measures. Yeah, absolutely, like, you know, absolutely. But you need to have those measures which are in the right place, uh, right place, and not right gonna make, make you <laughs> miserable and sad and more depressed. I think yeah, we've recorded that podcast about setting yourself realistic goals and how to how to set the measures. Like, I'm and I still got look in the mirror. I still got those days when I when I go back to my old ways, almost like, and I'm like, fuck me, the the, we the weight is not changing. Mm. But I was like, no, no, Nico, come on, just be, you know, you lost so much weight that you, you some slimmer, and and obviously, you know, a decade of neglect is not going to be changed in in a year, but maybe in five years, you know. But anyway, yeah, my goal is like I'm looking at myself, like today I played basketball with my daughter, you know, I didn't have to stop, I didn't have to, you know, hold on to the rails and <laughs> give me a second, daddy needs to have a breather, you know, it's just like. No way. We like she's 12. I'm I'm 42. Do you know what I mean? And I'm uh, as fit as her, you know. And and she actually sometimes needs to daddy and in the break. I was like, fine, you know, let's let's. I just so proud that I'm able to. Yeah, but you've got the bigger legs than she. She's no, got no, no, three steps when you're oh, doing no, the no, one. Obviously, but I'm saying like <laughs> about about you know being a dad in terms of like she she's got a dad who's you know can can keep up with her. But speaking of a. Uh, coming back to the mental health part of it when you're saying about this measures goals and outcomes i've yeah i thought recently about the idea that sorry i just want to say like you know this this one guy um you know i've got on instagram only one i'm following only one guy <laughs> and you know what's what strikes me that's why i follow him because you know some of his advice is great and some motivation quotes are great it's like i would do everything for my family so yeah get fucking healthy do you know what I mean? Like, try mm. to live longer, try to be, you know, like, I had so many, like, downsides, you know, mental health, I'm autistic, I don't understand people as everyone else, um, English is my second language, I've been, abused. you know, like, I could just stack all the things against me on top of each other, and despite that, I'm trying to show my kids that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm there for you guys. Do you know what I mean? And that's what gives me energy and that's like, and that's amazing because I've got shit days and as soon as I'm there, those days are getting better. Do you know what I mean? Those moments when I'm with them and with you too, but obviously it's different, but with my kids it's like... I mean like, yeah, with kids you don't really have this place for, like I, I didn't see you ever. Maybe few times when it was like really bad moments and like i explained really to downs, daughter, my daughter you know that you had these conversations yeah. with livia when you were saying that's not feeling very well and i've got like 
problems like yeah but that was like you know when she was they're coming over was the Maxis yeah. don't, doesn't understand he's got autism in the but other delay. than that but exactly it's not like it's like that's that's like I don't have to think about it I'm just there but for at them. the same time you're like you know we've uh, we've already established that with kids you are always going 180 percent uh, so very often you have to take the 80% out of somewhere else. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 80 there. So some, sometimes like who said that about relationship? That it's was uh, Bre Brenna Brown. Brown. Yeah, one day it's never 50-50. Never. So yeah, exactly. So sometimes I'm like I'm giving you know for the last seven years since we separated with my ex and got divorced. You know, I'm going there and spending time with them. So exactly, that has to, you know, I come it back is, exhausted yeah. and, and you know, and, and you know, I know you, you, you know, maybe the suffering is the world, wrong world, but you don't have me as much sometimes. It's a compromise. Exactly. Some In energy. I don't have some energy, but at the same time, that's why we go away, and I'm away from children. I'm just with you, and we had fucking blast when we go on our trips and stuff like that. When we do stuff together, you know. Uh, but anyway, what was you Yeah, I wanted to talk about those measures and like having uh, un, you know, unplanned outcomes. Because uh, sometimes when we think about going to the gym and losing weight, we look at that from the perspective of like, I want to look good or I want to lose weight. But along the process, your outcomes are going in a completely different direction. Like, for example, the first thing you're noticing is that like I can run for a bus and I don't, I'm not dying when I'm yeah. paying for the ticket, you know, yeah. I can actually have a conversation after running to the bus stop or that uh, you're, for example, sleeping better or anything else. And sometimes being focused on this final goal, which you set yourself at the very beginning of the journey is actually setting you up for a failure because you're not not noticing changes along the way and like this, yeah, you, you're it, not it, giving yourself time it's not even the time like, i think it's chance. the fixation being so fixed on one idea like my measure of success yeah, is yeah, absolutely. abc absolutely. and i think it's exactly the same with a mental health and Unfortunately, when you are having poor mental health due to various reasons, is it a trauma? It could be, um, you know, in majority of the cases, it is trauma. Yeah. <laughs> or smaller, bigger, but yeah. it, it is most of the time trauma. Sometimes it's a mental health condition, uh, but like sometimes you have to dig, you have to suffer along the way and you're losing track of what's ahead and you're not noticing the tiny changes along the way what you see is your constant uh, because that's what we said in different uh, podcast episode we think so much of the future yeah that we focus focusing on future on this goal and end goal end game instead of focusing on present because if you look all the time over there and you say oh that's fuck like like when you do hike you just focus on hiking you don't focus how many miles I've got left you know obviously from time to time you're gonna ask yourself that mm. you know just to check but if you're constantly thinking oh i'm going 20 miles 90 miles more or <laughs> 80 miles that's just gonna kill you that's you know the I mean? reason why i'm doing any sort of longer uh, physical activity in the gym like which requires you to have the 
monitor in mm -hmm. front and covering it. Yeah, I put in my <laughs> towel there or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, just I mean, look at I'm, I'm different <laughs> now because I'm, I'm every, I'm, every day I'm running 25, 25 minutes, so it's time-wise, you know. Yeah. And that's my my routine. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all right, it doesn't matter, you know. But I still find, oh, 12 and a half minutes, halfway through, you know. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. We we just focusing instead of having focus on present, we focusing on the future and all about this goal and. And at the end, the goal might change, but we still got to be hung up on this far away. Yeah, far away, and we're not going to appreciate the journey we are on yeah. uh, and the changes which are happening. And I mean, not noticing those tiny changes uh, really sets you off like for the failure, because if you're not going to see those tiny bits, the, tiny, the moments when you're more resilient, when you're stronger, when you're more in control, when you're more aware of the things going on, if you're not going to notice those and only going to focus on the end goal of me being happy, jolly, having a happy family, having a healthy relationship, whatever is your goal mm. at the end, you're, you might never get there. You simply might yeah, absolutely. because you're not rewarding yourself along the way. And it's such and a that's sad life, living the, some kind of ho false hope which you created in your but head. It's not really a false hope. Yeah, it, it I not think it's a false hope, but it, it's false picture because by the time you're gonna be halfway through, you might not want that anymore. I mean, it's I think like it's just like because every single journey, like I'm, I'm trying to understand why it is the way it is. Like I, for many years my idea of me going 100% digesting and working through my previous relationship is not ever mentioning name of my ex when I'm angry with you. <laughs> that, was my, that was my goal. Like I really mm -hmm. wanted to get rid of that thing going on in my brain. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't really understand why, for the God's sake, my brain, the moment I am in argument with you, yeah, I am it. saying my ex's name mm -hmm. and like I know from what I've learned during the therapy that this is basically my brain is wired this way. Mm -hmm. This is the moment that my anger, frustration reaches such a high point that it opens up the doors and the pathways which in a which were created in that relationship with yeah, the other yeah, guy. I've never been upset about that. And no, but like, it's pissing me off because know, for no. in, in my head that meant that I didn't yeah, process you, what you, happened You're suffering twice. You're suffering right now, having argument with me, and you're suffering because that came back from no God knows yeah. where. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I, then at the end of it, I don't know where is this emotion really coming from. Is that, is that anger and a frustration coming from the argument with you? And I am really angry with you? Or is that situation in which one I am at the moment is a reminder of a situation I had with my ex, and that's why I'm so mm. angry. So it's such a, you know, like very yeah, complex, complex, yeah. complex situation. But in my head, that thing never happening again was my, my milestone. That, okay. was, that was something which would mean that I have processed yeah, no, the harm mm -hmm. and the hurt and everything I was feeling in that relationship. Yet, despite many years of working on it, me being a capable of a better communication. Exactly, because that, that's the wrong goal. You're supposed to uh, yeah. work on, on bettering uh, our communication skills in this relationship, bettering this relationship, so we don't have to argue anymore. And that's what happened. We've got those days when I'm going to say something or you're going to say something and you're looking for trouble. I'm looking for trouble, but we never go into the lengths like 
in the beginning yeah. or you with your ex or me maybe with my ex you know like we don't shut doors you know you know if i couldn't tell you leave you have to give me space you know and stuff so yeah exactly so that was the wrong goal and it, it was able i think it was so when i said about that wrong goal and us not noticing when i start to like i start to think like on the other side what's on the other side of the fence like why people do what they do and the truth is if if you've never went through the healing journey and if you don't have a history of uh, right goals and a history of a success in a way, mm -hmm. how are you supposed to know what's yeah, wrong, yeah, absolutely, what's right? Absolutely. Like how, how you should identify what you should be looking at, what are the right things you should be noticing. Like you don't know that. Yeah, that's that's you know people. Sometimes I work with you know for the last ten years, uh, you know work, work with people and with how I highly traumatized people exactly. Like for me, I come from I, I I'm not talking to them from my perspective because they're not near there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, it's no that that would be privilege talk, you know, uh, and I'm what I'm trying to do, whatever the person is saying to me that they noticed something i'm trying to positively reinforce that it's like well done you see you're already changing things you start noticing things mm. focus on those things and and just you know just try and exactly like i had the situation with one of my people i work with you know in before he was like anti-government anti-every support anti-establishment uh, you know mm -hmm. and through work and through talking to 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 him and you know working together and and him being able away with us and stuff like that, you know, uh, he became much more like yeah to get there because he wanted to have he had one he had the goals, mm -hmm. but reaching those goals was impossible because he was anti-establishment, yeah, mm -hmm. and he was getting angry and even more frustrated with the establishment. But actually, he just realized that well, that's not really establishment's fault. That's my fault because I don't want to deal with establishment for various mm -hmm. reasons. So per se, I'm not going to reach those goals. I'm not going to get what I want or what I need yeah. because, well, you know, you cannot have a girlfriend if you don't go on a date, you know, or if you don't approach anyone or you, 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 you're never going to be full if you're not going to eat because you don't, you know, you don't like, you know, shopping. So, yeah, so in this, he just started to realize that, yeah, I have to get some in the beginning that was, let's say, compromises. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, and you know, obviously, there's many things, you know, trauma, ADHD, and stuff like that, and exactly bad experience, you know. But if you not, he realized like this is not the way to do stuff because he's not going to achieve anything. So slowly, he was with support. He became, you know, less agitated about establishment. Yeah, it's a kind of a, like I would like to learn how to speak Chinese, but I don't want to learn. No, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to pick up the book with Chinese yeah. or whatever, you know. So, so yeah, so exactly. So he started to, and you know, now he's, and you know, he's not always going to be uh, perfectly, you know, in the high spirits. And I, I met him the other day and he said, yeah, I, I fucked it up. I spent too much time drinking and smoking, you know. And I said, well, but that's another great, because you know that what you did. I know there's not, he said to me, I know it's not helping, but somehow I've done it. But I said, exactly, you, you know, that's, that's the problem. You, you're noticing before you didn't notice, mm. before it was like, yeah, that's a life. Do you know what I mean? And, and we spoke about how to resolve those issues, how to try not to go this direction. And he said, yeah, I think I need to do this and that and that. So that's why I'm encouraging. I'm not talking 
like oh what I went through and how I changed my life and stuff like that I'm just encouraging this person to when they noticing I'm encouraging this behavior because I'm saying oh, absolutely well done you know and 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 end of the day the choice is always theirs and the yeah. same with me is choice is mine so I could I could you know I want to say thank you for to you darling because you we had this converse, conversation about something which I wanted to do today and you said no you're not doing that Sometimes the choice is not yours. Sometimes it's my reptilian brain. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you you've done absolutely amazing. I want to say that uh, I even love you more for that. Uh, thank you. So yeah. So exactly. It's just <laughs> off top. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just you know because yeah. I wanted to break my variety uh, and 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 he says fuck off. You're not doing that and and you know because yeah exactly. I give myself different reasoning. And, and not necessarily that was good, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, with the same with me, you know, I can. You need to bloody hell. It hard, takes hard work to get to this point to be to be able to just start realize and see things yeah, as your behavior. But that's what we do. What we do at work, both of us. Yeah. To give people this opportunity. I mean, like, I think we are still. There is still a lot work to do to make people realize and make it realistic for them that coming for a support, coming asking for help, it's not going to change your life within the day or within the month or Absolutely. within the year. Absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, they are grappling the hope of getting support and getting, you know, getting, for example, into therapy, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. that they are, they are not ready and they are not prepared for the idea of another year or two of working with a therapist and with mostly with yourself. It's another side of it. The system and support is, not, you know, come on, if you got six uh, therapy sessions offered, mm -hmm. what are you going to do with this? How that's supposed to change your life, no, or even like, put yeah, you in the gonna, right spot? Yeah, if you if you're gonna actually uh, you know, take apart take apart the how you actually start to work with a therapist, the first session is really, you know, Checking, some of us yeah. some of us were very special, and on the first session you just open up and spill the it's special. You know, it's special, but it's just like some people are just like that. But yeah, you know, but it's you nothing just exactly. Open nothing, up and you I just spill want it. to clear that not, there's nothing special about it. It's just basically you're just doing offload, and that's so, it. Some other know, people, some people are more have bad experience. Some people are more yeah, fortunate from, to have the ability to just no, no, open it's not up. That, darling. Some people have bad experience with that, or they never had. They never had anyone who they could talk to okay. like you know so yeah. there's many various things exactly because you said special and I said like mm, yeah. no this is not totally not that you know people are different and and exactly you know and six sessions and some people feel you know they not like some people not even aware of like what's happened and they not they don't know where to start like you know like also people say I don't need that shit I don't need to offload to anyone I'm fine you know so if you come this is all like with addiction you know if not gonna mm. say yeah I need help and be honest with yourself and try to get help and, and be honest with recovery. Exactly. You're not going to... That's a super complicated thing. Like Yeah, I've but I'm saying let's come into the therapy. Yeah. If you're going to be signed sign up for, for uh, you know, therapy for six six weeks and and you absolutely believe that's bullshit, what, yeah. what is the point for that? Of that? There's no point. Yeah, there's another part of it is that sometimes you may feel after four or five sessions, sometimes you may feel after six sessions that, all right, you know, like... I'm not bad. Like I can, I can go on, 
and then comes the trigger point something happens in your life and you're in square one and those six sessions are gone as well you've got things with people with severe trauma you know they they you know depending of the attachment styles like mm. just idea of ending you know you might have a person who's gonna at 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 um, session four stop showing up mm. because they don't want to get to five and six session because six session is an ending i you know from my line of work endings are I notice of endings are very difficult, so we always trying to say from people from the beginning, from day one, and repeating that, you know, we do from this to that, you know, let's say six months, eight months, depending, whatever, but somewhere along the way, or even longer sometimes, if needed, but somewhere ago, we always have this in mind, and still people sometimes say, or they don't say anything, they just, they just exactly, mm. they disappear because they, they, they've done majority of it, and, and, that, and I have to respect that, that's, person-centered approach if they don't want to do it I can't do nothing about it I can just say thank you very much to myself or to them via text or or ever that was great mm. to be in your life and actually you know appreciate that I feel privileged if you don't if you want to be in touch just you know you've got my number if not that's fine you know and and our doors are open my heart is open but you have to take it as it is that's the part of, of the job you know and and you have to understand that some people just are not good with endings yeah I mean so it's a it's a complicated thing and I think it's just like what I wanted to emphasize on that is that there is still this lack of awareness from people that it's not that the support support is not there because we are lacking support for mental health for people that's one part well, we're in crisis of, of um, almost everything yeah <laughs> but the second part is that we are not living in a quick solution world. There's mental health doesn't have a quick solution. Yeah, no, we're living it, in, it, in people not. in the world with with everyone would like to have quick solution for everything. Well, the expectations are yeah, quick exactly. solutions, but the reality is that there is no quick solutions. Quick solutions are usually getting you nowhere, or yeah, they are only helping yeah, for I mean. a minute, same, and you have with, to keep with, on continue with something with else. With hustling, you know, you want to have you know six months of hard work, making selfies and da da da, and you want to be an influencer. You know, what I mean, that doesn't work. You and know. I, and I mean, like we, we've all been there because I remember when you had your depression diagnosis and you got to the place where you were a little bit better and you had the first 100% aware dip mm -hmm. so the one which you knew oh this is common and I'm there mm -hmm. I think the biggest pain you felt if as well well at least what you voiced to me what you said to yeah, me still there. it was like, like so what like yeah. is it gonna be always like that yeah. like so w what do you mean like I'm and that's why people, be... people don't talk about it. That depression, people assume it is like with flu. It comes, it lasts for sometimes weeks, sometimes for, no, maybe not weeks, but you know, months. And you get tablets for it and slightly got better, gets better and, and you know, and, and you move on <laughs> with your life. And I had, I had exactly the same conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, who got into the point where uh, when there was a therapy needed and we had this chat and that person asked me so like what do you mean like so how long I will have to go to the therapy and I look at that person I was like honestly like I, I'm not your therapist I don't know what's there I don't know what 
you know what through what you have to work mm. but I've, there got, is a I've, got a I've got the, I've got a sad message for you it might be continuous work and there is a chance you will need it until the end of your days yeah and actually you I, might have I to check up with the therapist every so often I feel I believe that we should all have therapists and I know I speak with privileged point of view because I'm able to pay for, for therapists by myself. Fortunately, I don't want to say like we, we're not rich. I'm paying for online therapist who is from different country and is cheaper. And then, then, you know, I pay for the, well, I pay for the four sessions and the amount which I would pay over here for one session. No, for two. Well, 100 quid. Yeah, 120 for... Yeah, for two sessions. Is it? Okay, yeah. so anyway, so yeah. And in the beginning, I had one session a week every week now I've got you know like I had once a month after once for a while like I, when I was in the better place I was like okay I will call you like I will, mm. you know I will let you know when and then you went back to the one a week yes and then one a fortnight yes now every two weeks for some people yeah. from America uh, yeah so absolutely and 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 you know I feel like that's the good place you know but yeah, so it's just like it's this realization that I stopped that thinking like, and I don't even don't have this like sadness about that. That uh, yeah, I don't have the sadness that oh, when I'm gonna finish it? No, I don't mind if I can afford it. But don't you think that it's just coming from the place that a you know that help is there and it helps you, like you actually found ways to to go around your mental yeah. health uh, yeah my, our cat's got a date yeah she's waiting <laughs> for him uh, but yeah so don't you think don't you think that this coming into peace with the idea that you might have to work well, on it like until the end to. of the day no, no, that's the thing i stop thinking like that i'm thinking but i get to but I, improving i get to it's not have to i get to that's the change of my perception i absolutely love to be on therapy because I'm become I'm growing. But this is you talking at the good moment. When yeah, you are in your bad deeps, moment, I still want to see my therapist more. But often. in your in your deeps, you're in a more of a mindset of how long does it gonna take? No, no it's not about therapies. It's about about it's about how your illness, about yeah, your how condition. often the, the the dark moments gonna come and over. how long are they? How long in, how long in they space. last? Yes, yes. That's that. Obviously, that's natural thing to think because I would love to be able to. Okay. The, so the when you have that mm -hmm. person, which is in the deepest of the deeps for the past couple of months, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and you can't see the light, or if you see the light at the end, it's a wrong light. But I was there. But it's, so that's what I'm saying. You're talking from the side of a person who already get it, got it under some sort of control. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have coping mechanism. You know how to react. You've got self-awareness and all of those. If you have a person who just got into the therapy, who just got a support, or, or not even having that therapy, you want a fix. You want it. You want it sorted. You want it done. You want a magic pill. You and when you realize and you actually hear from someone telling you listen mate that's why i talk about my experience to we when you know it's obviously uh, my line of work line of work like we don't say or uh, we shouldn't know maybe something like that you know it's like in this this you know you shouldn't be talking personal experience but i've got so much experience it's a lived experience it's yeah, vital. yeah and i'm saying obviously like listen pal exactly i've been on therapy six, six years and in positive way like look 
it's get it get be gets better but even you know look at me six years I'm still on therapy and still plenty of you know shit in my head so you know and you know for what obviously I need to always think before I say anything because if person's got six sessions only I'm not gonna say oh I've got no, six years got a, yeah. yeah because they're gonna say well, well what was the point of six sessions absolutely you know but when we this conversation and people are not sure about going on therapy I say look you know I'm uh, I've got depression for so many years and um, I'm able to function, I'm able to work, sometimes I have to take time off and this and that, but it's like, it's, it's livable, it's shit sometimes, but you know, like exactly explaining from different angle, different person is different and, and, and if there is a need of, of me sharing this, I'm, I'm sharing it, you know. But you know, for all but of the months of me learning about different mental health conditions, poor mental health, I'm not seeing enough of a message that it's it's a length, very, very long yeah, that's process. That's why I said in some podcast It's a very long episode. process. I said it's lifelong condition because that's what I believe it is. I don't feel and I don't think that I will ever... Not have a depression. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because of... I, I'm, I'm, you know, longer I live, work, longer I work, longer I'm learn, learning about psychology and, and human brain, I'm realizing how fucked up things happen to me. Do you know what I mean? And obviously for some people, different things happen, and maybe that's, that's the way, that, that's the ticket for going out of depression and living a happy life. For me, I know that all this pile of shit happened to me, it's not gonna Go I'm not away. yeah, never. Never. And I'm okay with that. I don't I stopped thinking one day I'm gonna be happy and, and not gonna have go through this. Maybe it will happen, you know, but that was gonna be a miracle. But I don't have expectation for me not have those dark moments. Because I've got dark moments every day. You know, I've got anxiety, I've got depression, I've got autism, I've got trauma. So for 24 hours a day, there's always a few minutes when, you know, the devil on my shoulder tells me stuff which... The black dog. Yeah, the black dog comes out and whispers to my ears. But it depends what I'm going to do with it, how I'm going to turn it. And depends of, of my mental state, how I'm able to deal with that, what kind of tools I've got, or if I'm going to cut it, cut, cut it enough, early enough mm -hmm. to not to spread the rest of my day. But it's every day. Every day I fight, you know, like with with this shit. But this is this is exactly what I'm what I'm saying. Like, we should have more conversations in the public about mental health, poor mental health, and the mental health conditions uh, being lifelong yeah. illness, yeah, being absolutely. lifelong conditions, and making that's why I'm not afraid of of, of make, making people aware that there is no quick fixes, there is no quick solutions, and you know, like, and there is no <clears> such <throat> a thing like coming over and just like magic wand I mean? and no. you know, like taking it away. That there is a a way out of it. It it's not like when you have a cyst, you remove it, clean it, and it doesn't happen again. Like it, it's not like a yeah, you know. Yeah. It's not a mole on a skin which you can remove and yeah, this no, is gone. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. For some people, it will be like that. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. You know, if you like, but it's not for me, and I don't have expectation. You know, and that's what I mean. I don't know. What, you know, people tell me, oh, I went through this and that and that, and I, I absolutely say, 
wow, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, first of all, that you're sharing that with me, that you're opening up. I'm privileged to, to, to be part of this conversation. But, you know, I don't know, because even if someone next to me, my twin brother, would go through the same as me, yeah. maybe he's more resilient or maybe less resilient. Do you know what I mean? So exactly, that the experience, as I say, thing, because we got different brains, we got different attachment issues or not issues, with attachment styles, different brains. So even if you would put through the two different people with the same experience, they might come, as a, come out, you know, you've got brothers, like me and my brother, we've got totally different view on what happened to us. Mm. We even see things, see, see, you know, remember things differently. Uh, because, you know, different age. The same like when I was listening to podcast with Arden Schwarzenegger. You know, he said about his brother that his dad was like that to both of them. You know, very cold, very, you know, strict and stuff like that. And that pissed him off and he wanted to show him, like, I'm going to be someone better. You know, and he created himself. He was a millionaire before he mm. became a, a, a actor, you know. And his brother got got into drugs and, and um, probably non drugs, alcohol and, and you know, that kind of life leading to dying age of 20 something of car crash, car crash because she was under the influence. So, you know, for one person, that's going to be a life changing experience in terms of motivating you and, and giving you so much resilience that you're going to, you know, be on top of the world. For the same, for next person, the same experience is going to be something which is going to kill you. Okay, so if you would have, a, just to finish that up, mm -hmm. if you would have in front of you a person which went through things, mm -hmm. waited for support, or was afraid of looking for support, and eventually got to the point where it's here, your mental health journey, your mental health healing mm -hmm. journey starts now. What would be the pep talk? What, what would be... Well, I'm always... What would you like to hear at yeah, the beginning of your journey? I'm, I'm saying to people what I would like to hear. I'm explaining how trauma works. Exactly, I'm showing the reptilian brain in terms of, of holding my hand and putting my thumb and you know that's why I do to people because people are not, oh, no. what do you mean by that you've got brain yeah that's your mm -hmm. reptilian brain and when you you know when you get um, traumatic experience you know the, this stuff is just flaring doing you f uh, how do you call it flight flight from the yeah. and responses and yeah. stuff like that and that's that's your thinking brain you know rest of your rest of your fingers when you put your thumb into inside you know, so explaining to them what happened, da, da, da. so when you get stressed now, your brain takes over and you're just basically sending you signals which are, you know, like you're in danger, stuff like that. And that's why, you know, I'm explaining about trauma, how that impacts, how, how you've got, you know, uh, the tiny of window, you know, when, when you feel, you know, like after a while you get used to, let's say, shouting, you know, abuse and your brain thinks like this is normal. And mm -hmm. when you've given love or compassion, your brain is like, what the hell, what the hell, I don't know that. So I ex explain that to people. And they're like, oh, yeah. So, you know, no one explained that to me. I had to go and study that for different reasons, because I want to develop, you know, knowledge. And when I went through all this training for my, my people where I work with, you know, a trauma training, I was like, bloody hell, that fucking happened to me. So that's what I do. I go and talk science first. Obviously, build relationship, but you know, mm -hmm. like, said, so look, this is exactly how I was in the Goodwill Hunting. This is not your fault. 
you went through shit and this is how your brain responds to that so let's start from that if you understand if I, when I understood and things happened to me in terms of you know getting this anxiety and trauma response I was like <gasps> all right so actually I'm not in danger but my brain thinks that I'm in danger so you're starting to connect dots and you're starting to think you know, fuck your brain, I'm going to do something different, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I know it. So that's what I do. I talk basically to people about science of brain. We build a relationship, we joke, we talk about football, and we talk about science. And, and is that something which you would like to hear at the very beginning yes. of your healing yes. journey? Yes, because I heard that while studying to be, become a, you know, earliest educator to improve lives of my children, and I think trauma-informed practice and trauma-informed training should be available to absolutely everyone. But then... Because okay, that helps people to, understand... We're supposed to finish that, but that, that yeah. actually gave me more questions. Because... Because, uh, you know, how are you supposed to deal you're, with something you're, you're if you working, don't understand that? You're working with a lot of people which are coming from underprivileged... <coughs> uh, not necessarily, but yeah, a lot of them people are with from trauma, poverty. poverty. I mean, you know, yeah, Tra poverty is a trauma too. If you cannot afford food, you cannot afford yeah. clothing. Uh, like and else. some of them are having low level of education. All of those, is it, is it hitting the ground every single time when you yeah, go through that? Absolutely. Or they, when I say sometimes about starting to say, yeah, I had this training in this in this group, and that just blow me away. Because finally I can understand myself. It doesn't, exactly, as I said to you before, understanding how your break works sometimes doesn't make it easier to, to go through shit. Because you feel like, yeah, I know how it works, but I still feel pain, mm. you know. But that's the half of success, knowing. Because if you have those feelings, if you go through those emotions, you know, if you've got trauma and your brain responds like that, you literally feel like you're so fucked up. Like I felt most of my life, and on top of that I'm autistic, that I'm so out of place, that something is clearly wrong with me, because I don't, my, you know, my body doesn't react to stuff like other people. So how, how are you, you supposed to feel about yourself? How are your self-esteem supposed to look like when everything around you, even and inside you, even your own brain, doing things totally differently than you might think are supposed to do. Like, if you being touched by someone you got a relationship with, you know, like, I had amazing, you know, we were friends of, of my ex-girlfriend, both of us, and, you know, she was kind to me, and, and I was horrible to her because I didn't know how to handle love. So how would you feel about yourself if you, say, sitting at home, she just broke up with you because you became a dick, and you said, Oh my God, she was nice to me and I treated her like a shit and you don't understand why. So, you know, so your self-esteem and you don't want to leave. You, don't, you, you know, you want to, you feel like, you feel like you're a piece of shit. So if you've got that kind of behaviors and thinking throughout your life for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years without knowing why your brain works like that, you know, nothing gonna change. If you know, you're thinking, all right, so that's not my real fault. That's my fault, my brain's fault, and because what happened to me, Charles, that makes you feel slightly better, no? 
Yeah. Well, yeah exactly. I'm starting to I'm starting to understand what you're saying. So I'm just I'm trying to relate. So exactly to for me that thing, was yeah. that was the turning point. You know, like I'm starting to read all this. You know, I started to read all these books and learn of psychology and and you know neuro neuro uh, neuroscience and podcasts and stuff like not you know some guys just science. And I'm starting to be overwhelmed with joy and, and emotions, and, and I'm the same sad because, like, yeah, I cannot turn back time, but at least I can have peace with myself. I don't have, you know, like, I love myself. Uh, every day in, in the journey, I said, I love you because I, I'm 42, so I never loved myself for 40 years of my life because I never knew how. Because no one showed me, I wasn't loved, you know, in, in, in the regular fashion, no one told me, you know, till, till my first girlfriend that she loved me, do you know what I mean? My parents never told me that. So, so knowing how all that effect affected me allowed me to finally let go of hatred to myself, to thinking, Nico, you're fucked up, something is seriously wrong with you. And I said, Nico, I love you because you went through so much shit and you're still resilient and you're still able to love your kids and stuff like that. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. So, you know, uh, so yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing, because how are you supposed to get over stuff if you don't know how it works? Okay. So that's what I mean. We should all have trauma training, you know, trauma-informed training, because it's just like you can finally breathe. Do you know what I mean? That's how I felt. It's like, oh, my God, it's not me. It's just, you know, I've been... It happened to you. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's we we always come back to the magic question of what, what happened, happened in you, to you in you what happened to you, yeah in you mm, yeah because you know well what happened you, to you that this is happening yeah in so you? basically what changes you went through shit and that created changes in your brain mm. and because of that you you like that and you know like. And I don't even have hard feelings for my parents and stuff, you know, because they've done their best back then, you know. They, you know, and obviously, you know, I went, I've been brought up with households when both of my parents were deaf. We lived in deep communities when I was born, you know. Uh, that was poverty. That was, you know, cold hand of my parents, you know. My cult, that was the way you brought up children. On top of that, you know. I didn't have attachment because they didn't know how to give it to me. I didn't as well have communication skills because they've been deaf, so they couldn't hear my needs. They couldn't attend to my needs. So, you know, I'm so versatile, fucked up, and I know why. It's like I can pinpoint everything, you know, as a, as a you know, infant, you shout, you cry, parents give you comfort and this and that. For me, that took sometimes maybe not hours but minutes because my parents were deaf so by the time they realized something is wrong you know i was already tired and you know distressed so you know it's like this this is the, the biggest thing like i think about my childhood which i obviously don't remember because i was a tiny boy you know like my parents had this weed light next to the bedside when that was some kind of um how do you call it some kind of uh, thingy which i'm you know, lampshade, but it was like um, when I, when it was loud, when my voice, when I was mm -hmm. crying, the light was flashing, but that had to go above certain decibels. Mm. The same when uh, someone pressed the button on mm -hmm. the doorbell, the light was flashing in the living room, mm -hmm. or not living room, in the corridor. 
And I noticed sometimes when it was bright, they couldn't hear. They couldn't, obviously, they couldn't hear because they were, they were deaf, but they couldn't see it. And the same with me. They couldn't, if I was just making not very loud noises, so mm -hmm. basically I had to go to the moment of high distress. So the light would flash, they would notice, but if they were in the kitchen, they wouldn't notice, because there was only one room. Mm. So I'm realizing that I was, as a child, as an infant, highly distressed for most of my time. So you know, like, this is just, just the start of my life. And not mentioning later on what happened to me and stuff like that. Actually, I would love to talk about it, you know, like go through through the river of my life and explain to, to you, especially, you know, slowly, because that's very emotional, like how many things happened to me. That's why I think like the way that I am, like, and I'm not, uh, you know, drugged or dead, you know, this is fucking one chance a million. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Anyway. That was a long end. <laughs> yeah. Well, another seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know. It's a long process. Trauma in for is this thing. You see, I'm I'm on therapy six years and I educated myself and you know I I still I'm still far away from from being content in terms of of yeah I'm okay you know. So if you think about people who went through similar stuff, or worse stuff than I did, and they never had anyone who was kind to them, they never had any support, you know, it's so tough to go to the, this point to say, yeah, I think I know what's happened to me and, you know, that's why we, the trauma-informed practice should be like taught in schools. So each child should say, you know, like, oh, my parents, you know, obviously, yeah, not my parents fucked me up, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because that, that's why it's the, in the Gabor's Mate book of Myth of Normal, like, for me, that was normal till Five years ago, I was like, no biggie, do you know what I mean? And now I'm just thinking, oh my God, my basic needs as a child weren't, weren't met. Because, you know, weren't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fuck me, do you know what I mean? And, the, the you know, the, the I've got this, you know, obviously I'm moved to tears, but I've got so much joy knowing what I've got. You, children, you know, I'm an author, I've got mortgage, I've got... Because I could be dead, so, and I've got, we've got a fantastic, fantastic cat. <laughs> Who's not going on his date because he so, just don't care. So, just to end it, guys. Sorry for that, it was a uh, rant on my side, but I was a rant, that was very emotional, explaining. Anyway, you ask me very important questions, I, I, I <laughs> answer them. in an honest way. Absolutely. Uh, but as, I, I'm going to end it on a slightly different note. Not only... I'm a legend. No, he's a legend. <laughs> not only not everything what we said today, not only points in the direction of not finding quick solutions, but finding the solutions which will... solutions and measures which will get you to the place you should be in. <laughs> so like not looking for one goal, not looking yeah, for just, one measure, you know, but like assessing and reassessing. Uh, at the moment, one step but I time. think one thing which I really hope that you guys could hear in the, all of those stories, that sometimes we all need a one person mm -hmm. to be kind to us, to be, to heard. be honest mm -hmm. with us, to listen to us. So if there is a chance that you're going to wake up one day and you're going to decide to be that person for someone else, 
mm. it could mean the world. Yeah, that's why I'm, every day I'm, you know, trying to smile and, you know, obviously I might, might sometimes I get rage, road rage, like, oh, but after like Nico, come on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, so be wake kind up to yourself. One more day like that. Exactly. Try to wake up like that yeah, every day. Grateful for another and, day. Yeah, just. Oh, think twice. <laughs> in the day, in the uh, so yeah, whatever is the time for we you. Love you so in your, much. In your kind, in your country, when you're listening to that podcast, uh, have a lovely evening. Day. Yeah, please share. Please write some comments and and subscribe and send to your friends. Maybe. Maybe exactly this podcast will allow them to say, oh, you know, I'm going to go and get myself trained or go for, for read more about trauma. Or phone. maybe the end of this podcast is something which someone else have to hear to be able to start the healing journey. Yeah, we love you. Be kind to yourself. Good night. Take care. Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs>